It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the SECV Hotline, John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com. And LaShawn McCoy is a pretty decent fantasy football player. Let's get that out of the way right away because it was better than it was. It wasn't great, but he didn't suck so much. Well, it's good. 88 and a touchdown. Did at least uh, advance you into the championship or, or win the first week? I'm, I'm sniffing at it. <laughs> sniffing. Sniffing's always a good thing, and uh, man, yeah, the only thing they were sniffing is themselves, apparently, uh, there's a whole Eagles team here. Just a, what a collapse, Hoss. I mean, it's just, it's so weird of how we projected all this stuff of, of how this team, yeah, they might lose to Seattle, but maybe, you know, more than likely they'll bounce back against Dallas, and that doesn't happen, and then you're like, well, of course they'll beat Washington, and then we just have to, you know, see how this thing goes around, and then it just... They just kill all their playoff chances in three weeks, and you know, going from going from nine and three to where they're at now, and um, just just staring at nine and seven straight in the face. And and at this point, this is what I don't understand: is uh, you know, Mark Sanchez is still going to trot out there. Uh, you know, take the loss here, Chip. That's that's the best thing to do. I know there's not that much difference probably between you know pick twenty or pick fifteen or wherever this team ends up, but. Um, you know, whatever, whatever it's going to take to even, maybe even move up a little higher to go get a better skill player or whatever, whatever happens during the board. It's so weird. Why are we talking about the draft? <laughs> <laughs> We're not even done, not even done with the regular season yet. I know. It's just, they were all just, oh, it's, it's, it's nuts here. And, and, and really when you look back on the entire, season and you and you look at everything you go through the stats you're like well how the hell in the heck did this team score so many points in the first place how did they shut out the new york giants you know how did they do all this stuff and all they end up with maybe nine or ten wins on the season here so i there is something to be proud of i guess in that regard but i mean there's so many questions now on what the direction of the team is, and really, did did the Nick Foles twenty seven and two completely screw up the quarterback situation? <laughs> you, well, that you, you think about you think about that, and you just you're looking at it, and you're like, well, you know, last year if he was if he showed any remnants of this or didn't didn't have those amazing stats, there's a guy in Teddy Bridgewater that you pass up that's looking to be you know successful. The, the crop of QBs looked pretty good. 
last year. Now you're going into a draft where there's basically one guy and a couple others that may or may not come out. So uh, cue the cue the panic button in Philadelphia <laughs> once more. It's it, it tip is spoken like a true Eagles fan. I'm telling you, but <laughs> you know, uh, covering them week to week. And looking back, did you see this though? Did you see the holes, or, or you know, were Eagles fans just kind of drinking the Kool Aid and all the help that they got from special teams and defensive touchdowns and the other holes that really are there? I mean, it's all kind of come to pass now, right? Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, it's not like I don't think everybody was drinking the Kool Aid, and I think it depends on kind of what Kool Aid everybody was drinking. Some were very much on the. You know, Nick Foles is the franchise quarterback, and some of them were saying that, you know, uh, whatever it is, Chip Kelly's going to fail and he's going to go back to college, and maybe that's still in the remnants, and that still comes comes around for whatever reason. But I think we, you saw it, and, and at least uh, the guys that I work with, we, we definitely saw that too, of just like, this isn't, this isn't the, same, the same flow here, and it was immediate. As soon as you, felt, you know, you watch Nick Foles in the Jacksonville game, it's like, this just doesn't end right. Maybe it was just a week, and then they played against the Colts. You're like, "Wow, this really, this really isn't right." And then you, you think later on in the season, well, maybe it's it, it is QB friendly, so maybe you don't need that type of guy. And then you just saw Mark Sanchez go from like point A to point Z, you know, <laughs> in a couple of weeks here, and that was against a really stiff defensive competition. And then you saw the defense being. Uh, legitimate. I, I think everybody, everybody knew how bad the corner and the secondary situation was. It's it's still a patchwork uh, type of deal here. But the, what what really made that mask was the front seven, and they were able to get the cornerback and lead the, the, the in a lot of categories. Their sack ratios were gone, you know, way up from last year. So that's that's a testament to to Jerry and the and the defensive line there. But it's. Um, you know, there's now now you just kind of see all these things like, oh well, uh, yeah, you can't play against those those teams. And there's, I think there's a big split down the middle of what the Eagles need to do. And there's a lot of people that keep saying secondary, 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 but I'm not quite sure how the secondary really would have helped in any of those big matchups. You know, there's still being there's still massive amount of plays being left on the field that's been happening all year. The turnovers. Or, you know, the, or, or lead the league in every category. I think it's a triple crown. I think they, tur- you know, in turnovers, fumbles, and interceptions, they're number one across the board. So that's all on the offense, um, which is surprising. And I think that's where everything got flipped around from last year. If you've stuck, you know, this year's defense with last year's offense, now you're talking about a Super Bowl contender. But, you know, the, the way everything, uh, it, I think it opened a lot of eyes to anybody that was drinking Kool Aid. And now you're, you know, it's going to be a weird spot. And I'm not sure if the Eagles are going to be cornered and doing something big. I won't say splashy, but, you know, something big into this. Uh, free agency is not looking that great either. So, you know, uh, it, you got to prepare Eagles fans. Foles might be your starter next year. And maybe you just got to get lucky in the later rounds. Well, uh, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I know you know the answer to this, but who was drinking the Kool-Aid that was obviously spiked when Bradley Fletcher said, yeah, I can go one-on-one <laughs> against Deshaun Jackson? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and, and that's been a kind of, it almost seems like, look, Fletcher, uh, from the University of Iowa, as there I was to point out. Subtle, but, subtle. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, and well, here's the other reality too. 
uh, I would expect him to be here next year. And I know that scares a lot of Eagles fans, but it's, um, again, like I said, the, the, there are decent cornerbacks uh, in the free agency next year, but I just don't think that there's, you're not going to get anything that's dramatically better uh, than, than Fletcher. And I don't think that uh, playing cover two, you know, really helps that. I mean, you're taking away... To me, when it, when it, you keep hearing that, it's like, yeah, they shouldn't play one-on-one, they shouldn't play one-on-one. I understand maybe shading towards Des Bryant or obviously the Sean Jackson, whoever's over there. Um, but if you, even if you looked on those couple of plays, on the other side, I mean, Kerry Williams it, is sending, you know, Pierre Garcon is wide open on that same play. So it's just like, well, that doesn't really help. And, you know, I, what the, the, the system works. They need players that can actually run the system. I know you say Brandon Boykin can't play on the outside, and yeah, he does have troubles with, you know, bigger receivers, but let's see it. Make the change. It can't be any worse. You know, the same with Nolan Carroll. You, you sign this guy to be in here. Don't just play him and dime. Mm-hmm. L- allow him an opportunity here to, to see what happens. That's, that's what was confusing about all that stuff, and it seems along with that and Chip Kelly being not as aggressive as he was last year and just – Last year, it seemed like it was it was a little more fire. It was a little more, I'm going to show you that this works, and I'm going to kick your butt while doing it. I think there's been some questionable decisions in-game there. Uh, I, it doesn't mean that I, I think overall that the experiment is over, and a lot of people are saying, oh, well, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and then they'll be three years in, and they'll be in the same situation. Look, good coaches can rebound from this and learn from this, so... Let's give it another offseason and see what they do with this. Well, I've been holding him off. He's gnawing at the microphone stand. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, Sergeant Dan, the Air Force recruiter here in the Susquehanna Valley Mall, and uh, a cowboy uh, nut, shall we say. And uh, he, he's, he's got some words for you, John. Dan, go ahead. As much as I'm here to gloat, John, because um, I'm happy for the Cowboys, I think they put an explanation point on yesterday's winning at 41-7, to showing that, Maybe they are a different team, but I I feel for you because the last three years, I've as a Cowboys fan, I've been in your shoes. It's a win and you control your own destiny, and what happened? Big letdowns. Yeah, um, yeah, big time. Uh, well, and, that, and that's the thing, too, is just, you know, I I look at the Cowboys, right, and, and they they decided – this is what we're. This is what we have to do. I mean, it, it's it's a great situation. You have probably the one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL on a contract year. You also have Demarco Murray on a contract year, and you don't care what happens to him because you can go get another running back or have Randall come in the next year and forget about it. You've you've drafted an offensive line to be strong enough to protect Tony Romo, who's. You know, health has been in question the entire year, and when he's healthy, he's shown that he can throw the ball. So, you know, for that and to have to take the play calling away from Jason Garrett, um, I, I think it's 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 not that he doesn't do anything, but I, you know, it, obviously it's been shown the last three years that he's not that great of a game day coach. So you take that responsibility out of his hands, and you look in and see it's not that hard to recognize and go. Hey, uh, we should throw the ball less because our franchise is in the hands of that and Brandon Whedon's right behind him. So if we don't run the ball practically, you know, 60 or 59% of the time, we're probably not going to be that successful. Um, so whatever they finally clicked for them, I think is great. And that's a silver lining, I think, for not just Philadelphia fans, but for 
you know, people in the NFC East, all those teams, because when it, in the reality, I still don't think that this is the greatest situation moving forward or something to build on. It's going to be really hard for them to do. So if Jason Garrett gets an extension, God bless him, I, and thank you. Because <laughs> that, that, to me, is the same situation that you saw in Carolina last year where it all just kind of came together. They had enough talent there. The same within Dallas. They've had talent there for a long time. And it, it's a, it, to me, it's a Ron Rivera situation. I might be eating those words next year, but... I'd be very happy if Jason Garrett gets extended next year. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some exception here with uh, with Sergeant Dan. Uh, first of all, it, you're you're being you're gonna lose your membership in the Dallas Cowboy fan club because you're being way <laughs> is he not way, being strong enough? Way too nice. Okay? Way too nice. See, because if this was the other way around, John and I would be you know just jumping up and down on your dead carcass. You you guys would be, but. As I found out that week, I came in here and talked all kinds of noise to you, Todd. What happened to the Cowboys? That's what we wanted you to do. <laughs> the Eagles came into town and wiped us clean on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, I can't do that. I don't want to well, deal with it. Point, then, then, at this point, this is the, this is the time to do it. I mean, there's nothing else that can happen. It's a done deal. That's true. Boy. They're in the playoffs, and so, yes, I'm going to gloat as much as I want. The Cowboys beat the Eagles, and... They're in the playoffs now. Well, you started, off, you started off pretty lame, I got to tell you. He's got more class than I got a little me. class. <laughs> you said that. Yeah. Before, just the only reason I said that was because I said it a little quicker than you did, Gabe. That's the only reason. And maybe. No, there's no maybe right. involved there All on right. that one. All right, John, they play again next Sunday. We don't care. No, no. Yeah, there is a, there is a game, huh? We don't care. There is a game. <laughs> Got, but we'll still exactly. talk to you anyway. Got no Dell Beckham right. staring you guys down next week. Oh, now he's talking trash. Listen yeah, to him. There you go. Oh, there it is. There it is. On the way out. I get it, Dan. Okay. All right. Giants are hot. <laughs> All Happy right. Happy holidays, guys. Have, have a, a good one. Have a great Christmas. We'll talk next Monday. John Barcher joining us from BleedingGreenNation.com on ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader.